Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, folks. Just popping in here to say, if you like this episode of the podcast, please give it a like rating. And if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. We can be found on YouTube, BitChute, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Links are all in the description wherever you're tuning in from. And now, on with the show. Yet again, for one more week, your Canadian Info Warrior, myself, Destry McLean, and across from me, the Savage Stir. Ooh! Yeah! That was a little drawn out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so am I as a whole, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we both? Yeah. Been a week. <coughs> yeah, it's been one. I've been off all week. It's been rather nice. Got some work done around the house. Got a couple of rooms painted. Got a new uh, ceiling fan installed in the living room. Probably get the one in the kitchen fixed tomorrow. Yeah, the, the wife is happy. She got her room painted. She got a new light in there. Forgot you took no, Damn, these trucks are loud today. <laughs> anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hopefully we don't get too many of them cutting in on our audio. Yeah, where's a Black Lives Matter protest when you need one, eh? Yeah, no they're, kidding. They're pretty good about shutting down traffic. Yeah. <laughs> get some Antifa members out there and stop all that traffic for us for an hour. Yeah, give us some peace. <laughs> Mind you, then we then we have to hear the the Black Lives Matter chants and kill Whitey and yeah, all the good stuff. Then we might have to go out there and mix up with them after the podcast and yeah, <laughs> wouldn't want that. I'd uh, have to go all psycho hillbilly and bring my uh, crossbow out. <laughs> I got this oak table leg that I use as my uh, personal home security device. It's uh, about the size of a baseball bat, and it's a bone breaker. Yep. Actually, a little bigger than a baseball bat. It's a good one. Yeah, dense, very dense oak wood. Yep. 
it's been battle tested already on a, <laughs> on a couple of lowlifes that tried breaking into the house here, but that's another story for another episode. Yeah. So, uh, it's just to start the podcast off, uh, get the shitty stuff out of the way, you know, every week we're bitching about this COVID-19, this virus, the Corona. scam, yeah, the scamdemic, as I like to call it. Yeah. So, uh, once again, I'm not a doctor, I don't profess to be. I'm just going by actual numbers and statistics and information. Then I pull off the actual World Health Organization website as well as uh, other official government sites. So here we go. Let's just get this out of the way. An hour ago, COVID-19 stats for the world. twenty Roughly 28.5 million cases. Uh, 900,000 and change deaths, death rate 0.0315, so, <laughs> yep, uh, do, do the math, Canada cases 135,000, deaths 9,000 and change, when I did the math, it was 0.067 so we're still sitting at 0.07 basically yeah 99.3 percent survival actually 99.93 yeah 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 so that would make if the world rate is 0.03 then that would be 99.97 yeah yeah again when you hear the raw Pretty terrifying yeah but the thing is, you hear the raw numbers and people shit themselves and it's like uh, they don't realize how many thousands of people die during a regular flu season. Yeah. we got to take into account how many billions there are on this planet. Yeah. And you also have to take into account the percentage of these deaths being people that are, you know, we've said it a hundred times, people that are elderly yeah. or have pre-existing health conditions that compromise them otherwise uh, you know and the average age was over 80 but here we are you know another week uh, mask loss still continuing in most places our community it's just just retarded like yeah to me it would be so simple just if you're vulnerable and compromised or elderly or just a chicken shit then you can have the right to choose to wear a mask yeah. for your own for your own protection but the rest of us that are healthy want to get on with our lives and don't want to wear a mask we should we all should have, have the right to choose yeah and and you know that would just be in common sense courtesy you see someone coming with a mask probably they're a little little sketchy about the the virus so you give them that social distancing they require and oh i, I thought you were going to say you sneeze on them <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know, only only if they, only if they're rude, if they give you yeah, a, yeah. a shitty look or where's your mask? Yeah, you know, I'll show oh, you. I I forgot it at home. I just got back from Wuhan. I was on a tourist trip and what, I what's figured been going I'm on here? Full of COVID already. There's no point wearing a mask. I was I, I really enjoyed the bat soup. So what did I miss these last few months? 
Yeah, that would really go over well, eh? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> on, a, on a different note, uh, you, did you uh, have you heard the, the story about how Trudeau is a big fan of AOC, and he's, he's he thinks that her uh, her new Green Deal would be a great idea for Canada. Of course he would. So apparently God, this... We need to get that idiot out of office. So can you imagine he's, he took... Uh, well, he's been taking time off. When, surprise, surprise, surprise. This guy's always on vacation. Yeah. But uh, his latest little vacation was so he could uh, map he's out... taking personal days. Yeah. So he's taking this latest uh, little uh, respite to uh, plan this big speech and this uh, this big plan of his, a trillion-dollar climate change spending program. Trillion-dollar. This came from some insiders within his own cabinet that are concerned. There's some whistleblowers. Yeah, like we're, we're not already a trillion or so too far behind. You know, small country uh, population-wise like we are, you know, we're already fucked debt-wise. Yeah. Most economists say that if this goes through, we're done uh, financially. So considering our national debt's already approaching $1 trillion. So our prime minister, uh, my question to you is, is he just a brainwashed commie moron or is he a madman intent on sinking Canada. I don't think he's got the intellect to uh, support that particular conspiracy. I think he's just a, a brainwashed idiot. Because, I mean, his, the, the, the things I've been reading online are that he wants to basically destroy permanently the, the oil industry, the oil and gas industry, that will basically kill Alberta, and Alberta already wants to secede from Canada because of this. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about, you know, spending mass amounts of money and, and, and mass infrastructure spending on implementing, like, solar and wind energy and getting rid of fossil fuels. And that all sounds well and good if you can afford to do that. But well, we can't. If he had half a brain, he'd look at what Bill Gates is investing in. Because in spite of all his uh, green energy talk about solar and wind, and well, actually Bill Gates doesn't really push solar and wind. And you know what he's investing in? Nuclear. Yeah. He's been investing in nuclear plants. Yeah. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Nuclear is the cleanest source of green energy we have. And as far as the toxic waste goes, what people don't realize is that there are different kinds of nuclear reactors. Right now, what we mostly use is uranium-powered reactors, but if we use a thorium-powered reactor, it produces like one-tenth of the toxic waste of a uranium-powered reactor. Yeah. And I then mean... the other thing that I've been saying for a long time, too, is if you're going to invest in thorium reactors, what you do is you put a contract, you put a tender out for somebody to develop a way to take the waste up into space and jettison it into the sun. And let Virgin and Tesla or SpaceX or whatever and those guys fight over the contract and figure out a way to get it done. 
Interesting, yeah. But, uh, you know, if Trudeau's to go with, like, at this point, you know that uh, the Conservatives and Bloc Quebecois are likely to, to buddy up to, you know, beat, to defeat this idea of his, if it comes to a vote. And so we Trudeau's, but Trudeau is going to have to God, rally. that's really twitching, eh? <laughs> Well, you every time you move, you're kind of yeah, I know. Yeah, there, I think that might help it for a while. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so like the you know the conservative and block, we we know that uh, the, you know they they'll be against it. We know the liberals are going to want to push it through, so they're going to have to get the Greens and uh, and uh, the NDP to yeah. uh, to back them. It's gonna be uh, it'd be interesting to see because this this idea of his it'll be right up uh, right up the Greens uh, alley, but they don't have enough members to make a dent. I think they no. only got you know a couple of members in in Parliament, so it's the NDP he really needs, and uh, you know they may be divided because of uh, while they may like his idea, his mass spending it just. It's it's illogical. It's it's gonna break break the bank. It's gonna bankrupt our country. Yep. And AOC <laughs> is not the brightest bulb on the tree. Let's you know. Let's get that aside. <laughs> well, and, and I do believe I could be mistaken, but when she tried to pass this, uh, when she proposed this new green deal, uh, <laughs> it got voted down unanimously. And yeah. Uh, the numbers were just, it was either she had no votes supporting it or only a couple. It was like, just, she was laughed and mocked, basically. Pretty so, much, yeah. So here's our buffoon prime minister thinking, hey, that's a great idea. Yeah. You know, Nobody in Congress voted for it. Let's jump on that. No, it's just, just fucking amazing how stupid this guy is. And uh, speaking of stupid, uh, here's one for you. So, uh... Ooh, you disappeared into the ether. You're like the invisible yeah. man. I, I should have flipped this uh, background around because then the window would be on the right side. <laughs> yeah, right. Eh? That would that would look cool. <laughs> Jeez. Then I'd disappear out the window behind my plant. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so there's this story uh, the BBC ran. Uh, uh, this uh, man on a, a UK flight with chronic asthma and, and had a medical exemption uh, to not have to wear a mask because of his condition, ended up, uh, there's a video that was on Twitter. He was threatened by a pilot and flight attendants and physically forced to put the mask on. And it was like a big incident. And uh, it, it, it I guess it went went viral in Europe or in the UK because uh, you know the press uh, got a hold of it. The airline is EasyJet, so I guess that's a. I haven't heard. I, we have WestJet. Where Jet, was that from? Uh, the UK. Okay. So we don't have EasyJet. I don't think we have WestJet. Yeah, so this I've must never heard of EasyJet. Must be a European airline. Yeah. At any rate, uh, I guess the CEO uh, was forced to issue an apology. Well, yeah, uh, because even in the UK, physically putting, physically doing anything to a person is illegal. 
You know, they, they couldn't, they didn't have the right to physically force him to wear a mask. You know, you want to land the plane and kick the guy off, that's a different story, but you don't have the authority to physically put it on him and force him to wear it. And he made it as far as getting on the plane, so obviously, uh, you know, the security leading, uh, the security protocols leading up to boarding. Yeah. He had to have said at least a few times to a few different people, I have a medical exemption, yeah. and they, they passed them through. So why is it until he gets in the plane they make the big stink, eh? Mm-hmm. So that, and then there was another incident, and this one's a little more <coughs> closer to home. This happened on a WestJet flight, and uh, it was a lady whose two-year-old refused to wear a mask. And uh, the, again, it was a video that went viral. It was all over Twitter. Uh, people posted it on YouTube as well. And these, the the, air, uh, the the plane staff, the flight attendant, pilots, etc., were all trying to get this two-year-old to put a mask on, and the kid was having a hissy fit. Well, and yeah. Like, yeah, two-year-old. Good yeah. luck. Come on. You know? So Use your fucking head. So it got to the point where even all the sheep on the plane that were complying and wearing masks thought that this was child abuse and and many of them were like saying okay leave the kid alone we got our masks on whatever let's get going yeah uh, it they ended up kicking the lady off the flight and they had they had security or police come on the plane and physically remove her and the child and it was like a big like, uh, I just don't understand what the fuck's going on anymore. Like, uh, that lawyer in Toronto who's uh, offering to take on discrimination cases during all of this is going to be doing really well soon. I think so. Yeah. There was a rumor on, uh, I was on Instagram and, uh, there was one of these QAnon pages and they can be sketchy. And this guy had put a posting of some lawsuit that was won in Canadian courts that said we didn't have to wear the mask, but uh, I haven't looked into it too much. I saw, I saw half the comments were saying, "Well, we live in in this in Canada, and they haven't gotten rid of the masks yet, so this yeah. is bullshit, or the media is not telling us something." So, yeah. as far as I know, but I hope to God it is true because it would be. It would nice. be you know, apparently, the, you know, the, the the rumor was this lawsuit was brought before, you know, the Canadian, uh, you know, the Canadian, uh, I forget what, what our Supreme Court, uh, is it just the Supreme Court of Canada? Or? Yeah. So supposedly this had been, anyway, it, it's just another eyesore, this whole situation. And, and to me, it would just be so easily rectified if we just had a common sense law yeah. approach where it was, you know, anyone that uh, wants to wear a mask or needs to wear a mask, go ahead. Those who don't want to or can't, you know, just it should be a freedom of choice issue. Yeah. It's the most common sense well, thing. And the thing is, technically, it is a freedom of choice. You, you technically do have the right to choose not to wear a mask. But unfortunately, the government is backing all these various businesses and entities that are saying well we're not going to serve you if you don't yeah yeah 
And like it's like we talked about before, like uh, you know, we had that incident that made the Rebel News uh, at Inner City Mall yeah. in our community. Uh, the elderly couple being kicked out, and supposedly he had a medical exemption. Uh, I know I found found it uh, just unpleasant the shopping experience at our local mall. So you know, and, and it's like even these restaurants that are open. I just can't be bothered because yeah, same uh, here. I find I'd rather just I, order it for takeout. Yeah, be in the <laughs> be in the comfort of my own home, eating takeout or delivery yeah. rather. And I've plain. actually always felt that way. I'd rather be in the comfort of my own home eating delivery, you know. But this is just one more reason. Yeah, yeah, just another. Yeah, another turn. The same way with movie theaters. I'd rather be at home watching the movie than sitting in a cramped theater, crowded with everybody in there. And now this is one more reason. Yeah, because uh, the whole the whole idea of this dining out and or going out to the movies or nightclubs is to have a good time and have a good social experience. Well, you're not having a good social experience of any kind. No. If you're all you know, having to mind up and everything, and have to mind your P's and Q's, and it's like, oh, do I have to wear my mask when I get up to go to the bathroom? Yeah. You know, you got to got to remember what all the specific rules are, yeah, and then, you know, you 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 look around and you're like, no, no, thank you, yeah, <laughs> not for me. So anyway, that's uh, that's the COVID stories uh, for for now. Uh, CNN. My favorite network to shit on, CNN uh, ran a story claiming white supremacy is the biggest threat to America, all while their own reporters can be seen in numerous stories standing in front of burning buildings, burning cars, uh, looters behind them uh, raiding stores, and they'll call these events mostly peaceful yeah you know like uh it just makes me wonder are the are do they actually think that americans are that stupid and brainwashed yes or is is cnn so bought off that there is nothing they won't say in the name of fake news well it's not just cnn it's uh it's the big ones pretty much all of them and uh, basically, it's a bit of both. They are so bought off that they'll say anything, but they also do believe that the American public is so stupid that they'll believe everything they say. And, and there may be something to it. At least half the public seems to be just fucking morons. And I think a lot of it, there's there's not just one single factor. I, I look at, you got the propaganda and brainwashing from the media, but you've also got... You know, the kids in school being brainwashed. Yeah. Before, it used to be just these elite, uh, snobby universities who had these far-left Marxist professors. Yeah. But now, it's like high school and... And, and grade prim- school. And- grade school, primary grades. Like, yeah. uh, they're, they're getting, getting more and more indoctrinated into this uh, Marxist, socialist, communist just nonsensical ideology yep. and the last time i checked like school was supposed to be 
for learning how to read, write, do arithmetic, you know, attain some intellectual skills that can help them further in life. What these idiots are doing is wasting so much class time on the political and social stuff that we're seeing now, like kids' grades in the testing has been going down steadily in recent years. Yeah. And you're seeing things like in these spelling bees, you know, a lot of these spelling bees in recent years are being won by homeschooled kids, you know, and, like, and, for, and often foreigners. So, well, so you're, I actually won uh, spelling bees like crazy when I was in primary school. And the only reason, I'm convinced the only reason I did is because before I even started school, my parents had me uh, were doing flashcards with me for yeah. uh, reading and, and uh, math. And they yeah. even taught me to write in cursive before I was even in grade one. Yeah. You know? Well, it's getting to a point now with these schools that uh, like the agenda is becoming more and more clear and more and more scary and like, I have one one son who's fully grown and out of school, but I've still got two youngsters, you know, that are with with my ex-wife, and attending school, you know, and the grade seven and grade five now, and and every now and again be having a conversation with them, and you know, they'll be correcting me about something, saying, "Oh, well, that's not politically correct to say anymore, Dad," or yeah. or you know, like I. For some reason, uh, my my daughter had a hood on, like a onesie, with a furry hood, right? A, like pajama onesie, and and so I was commenting that she looked like an Eskimo, and you know that's that's. Well, you outdated. haven't been able to say Eskimo for a long time, man. I know it's outdated, <laughs> right? But it's not like saying the N word, you know. So she's like, "What's an Eskimo, Daddy?" And I was like, "Really? You don't? You don't?" So then I had to explain to her, "Well, Daddy was probably using an outdated term. You know, they're more commonly referred to as Inuit and Native yeah. First Nation, blah blah blah." And uh, and then she was like, "Oh, well, why'd you use Eskimo?" And I said, "Was well, because the people of the far north used to be referred to as Eskimos." Well, why did they change it, Daddy? I go. I don't know because they're fucking stupid. I don't know. <laughs> we weren't we weren't calling. My understanding them. of it when I originally heard that we weren't supposed to use that term anymore was that in their native tongue, uh, the word actually means something like uh, eater of whale blubber or eater of seal blubber or something like that. So it's not really a great descriptor of them. <laughs> But it is kind of true. <laughs> it, it is how we used to refer to them. And, and uh, yeah, like probably 30, 40, 50 years ago, that was their main diet. Even now, most of them still are, are uh, subsisting on stuff like that. But Well, that's the big, the big reason why they're like able the to... the N-word. If you look up the actual definition of the N-word, it's slave. No. So that's not really a good descriptor of you know, African-Americans, right? So oh, <laughs> that's they're like, not all you, slaves anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, like I said, uh, you know, there's these times where I'm having conversations with them and, and a lot of the language and, and terminology that you and I grew up with, it's like over their heads. They don't even know yeah. what I'm, 
what I'm even They've talking about. They've never even heard it. You know, like, you can, and it's just... And, and getting some cases, and that, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some cases, that's good. But I just find that, uh, you know, it's interesting, these teachers, a lot of them were so concerned about uh, if, if they were going to have to do e-learning because of the, the pandemic, they were a lot of teachers voiced their concern about parents, you know, overlooking and, and listening in on the kids, uh, you know, lessons on the Zoom or, you know, right. on their laptops. So it made me wonder, well, why would they be concerned about the parents listening in yeah. and watching? Well, maybe because certain things would be said to their kids that they didn't want the parents to know. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Could be, could be nothing, but uh, you know, you look at the brainwashing going on. Yeah. And another topic: uh, the editor of the Atlantic uh, was forced to retract a story uh, that they had published claiming Trump was overheard by White House insiders, but they always have the in, insiders, yeah. called, that claimed he called the troops losers and stupid. Mm-hmm. So the Atlantic editor was forced to retract the bogus story after, of all people, John Bolton, who was fired by Trump, who worked for Trump, uh, I believe he was like the foreign affairs secretary or something along those lines, and uh, and he was fired for, in Trump's eye, being too much of a war hawk. Cause Which Bolton's, is why people were against Trump hiring him in the first place. Yeah. But Trump didn't listen to anybody and found out the hard way that Bolton is a war hawk. So get the irony, he fires this, this guy who is a war hawk who wanted to go to war with everybody. Yep. Fires, fires this guy. And it's this guy that he fired who defends him against this Atlantic article and said, no, I never, ever heard Trump say anything like that. Yeah. That's not in his. So that got me wondering. Uh, And apparently, uh, in spite of uh, any differences he has with Trump, he never knew of him saying anything derogatory about the military. And he even hinted that perhaps an advisor of Trump's who is of... Jewish descent may be the leaker of said uh, false story because of uh, I guess you know for a while Trump was the king of the Jews king of Israel eh? yeah because he, he was doing everything they wanted but now he's wanting to pull everybody out of the Middle East now Israel's upset about that because yeah. you know who's gonna who's gonna look out for them so of course he has some you know his son-in-law Jared Kushner He's part of the J tribe, part of the Small Hat tribe, and uh, there's other uh, people on staff that are of that descent, dual citizens, if you will. Yeah. And so John Bolton is insinuating that it was perhaps one of them that made up this fake story and leaked it <laughs> to uh, to the Atlantic just to cause him a bit of grief. And kind of remind him, uh, you know, who he, uh, you know, who his uh, overlords are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and given Trump's deals between Israel, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, his endorsement of the U.S. embassy move to Jerusalem, and then him now wanting no more wars in the Middle East, 
and no more wars on behalf of Israel, you know, could Bolton be correct and could there be a division now within the White House with some of his advisors that formerly were all for him? I would think almost certainly considering, you know, who they're uh, representing. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, you know, this one country that's... There's almost certainly a bit of division there now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and in a, in a recent uh, appearance, he said something to the effect of uh, the United States was not going to be fighting wars anymore for uh, either Israel or the U.S. military-industrial complex. So... Perhaps the whole this is something they drummed up. Oh, see, he was talking shit about the military. You see, and yeah. in, in actuality, he wasn't saying anything about the troops. He was saying something about the guys making the bombs yeah. and, and selling and the weapons. all the money off of these wars. So you know, for all his flaws and all his uh, grift and all his weird ways, this might be one where we give him a nod uh, as far as. Uh, is backing off of the... the well, and his, as far as I know, Trump doesn't have any money invested in the military-industrial complex. No. You know, there's not a buck for him to be made off yeah. it either. <laughs> he's, he's not on the board of Halliburton like Dick Cheney and shit like that. You know, and he's always he always seems to be, uh, you know, if anything, it seems to me he's always been kissing up, even if it's fake, kissing up to the troops and being yeah. all, you know, staunchly patriotic so yeah i think yeah. stories whether it's stories, fake or not he always does seem to be highly in support of the troops yeah so i think the story probably is fake news and that uh there you know there probably uh, probably is a bit of divisiveness going on uh, you know within his own inner circle because yeah. he's surrounded you know for a guy who wanted to get rid of the swamp he unwittingly surrounded himself with a bunch of swamp creatures. Yeah. You know, so he's got no one but himself to blame on that. Anyway, on another topic, Zero Hedge, uh, the story on Zero Hedge, India test fires a next generation hypersonic weapon as border <coughs> tensions surge between uh, India and China. Now, there's been a lot of uh, saber rattling between these two countries in recent months, mm -hmm. ever since uh, Trump started hitting China with the tariffs, uh, wanting to ban TikTok, and then India uh, getting a lot of tech jobs and tech business that used to be for China is now being done by India. Yeah. So there's a bit of a, a trade war, if you will, or a bit of a fight over American business between the two countries. And India, they, they got rid of 50 or 60 apps that were, you know, they banned them, these apps that were made, you know, China made. Yeah. And uh, Trump said that if uh, these corporations and tech companies weren't going to do their business and have their headquarters in the States, that they better not have it in China. So India was looked at as an alternative for those countries not willing to set up shop in the States. Yeah. And it seems, seems to have pissed off China. China put a bunch of troops on the border. And then and now you got India test firing a 
and I, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of this, this next generation hypersonic uh, weapon. I, Lord knows what that is. Uh, any, any thoughts on the China India situation? I haven't looked into it enough, really, to have much thoughts on it. You know what I, I just thought? know that it's a powder keg. And you know what I think? India and Pakistan, they're already at loggerheads over Kashmir. And if China, you know, the, the, you look at the world's biggest overpopulation problems and pollution problems, what region do they emanate from? India and China. Yeah. Call, call me a bit uh, cavalier or uh, non-compassionate, you know, when I say this, but... Part of me wouldn't actually mind seeing those two countries go at it and kick the shit out of each other, <laughs> if for no other reason than to thin out the herd and maybe you know help the pollution situation. Yeah, <laughs> just a thought. I don't know. <laughs> other countries will probably get pulled into the mess, but if it was just those two going at it, you know, China's got how many, and India's over a billion. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like that could solve a lot of problems if they. Uh, I think thin China's out. at one point two billion now. Yeah, and India is approaching a billion, I believe, or eight hundred million or something. Yeah. So yeah, let them let them kick the shit out of each other. Uh, it's been a busy week for Ezra Levant and uh, Rebel News. Yeah. Uh, three three things I jotted down. Dave, uh, number one, David Menzies was arrested. arrested arrested on a public sidewalk outside the Brampton hockey rink. Yeah. Earlier earlier in the week, he exposed the mayor of Brampton, who had uh, shut down the facility due to COVID-19, but he had no problems playing scrimmage hockey there yeah. with a bunch of his buddies, and uh, David Menzies was there to confront him at the rink and then the next day he went back and I guess this time the mayor was prepared and he had the police arrest David Menzies who was standing outside of the facility yep, not, on a public not on, sidewalk not and, on private property and Ezra was there to capture the moment Ezra Levette uh, and uh, it was quite quite comical really that five cop cars to take to take uh you know, portly, nerdy David Menzies into custody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, when confronted by Ezra Levant and his personal lawyer, they didn't really have any good arguments as to why. No. And I believe he was released shortly after. So, uh, yeah. yeah, but I guess the message was, was received, you know, stay, stay off the property and do as I say and not as I do by yeah. the Brampton city mayor. So that was one story that came out. The second story, uh, Rebel News had, uh, Avi uh, Yemeni, uh, Australian correspondent for uh, Rebel News, he was in Australia attending a anti-lockdown uh, <clears throat> protest. And uh, it shows like he, he had a press pass to be there at this uh, anti-lockdown, you know, he had a cameraman, he had his microphone, he had his press pass in his pocket, and he was compliant even with the mask, because Australia right now, they're like... Oh, it's crazy there. 
fascist. Yeah. People are hardly allowed to leave their houses. Yeah. And, and having when they are, they got to wear their masks even going down the street. So he, he was even complying with the mask situation. And he gets approached. You see all these dozens of cops dispersing the crowd. And then he gets surrounded. And then this cop comes out of nowhere and tells the other cops, you know, this man's in breach of whatever. And before you know, and he's kind of laughing at first because he's like, what, are you guys joking? I'm, I'm press. I'm here. To, and before he could even react, he was thrown face down to the ground and cuffed at his arms pulled behind his back and he's recording his mics on the whole time and he's telling them i'm press mate i'm press uh, my i got my pass in my pocket you know i'm, yeah. I'm allowed i'm a reporter but uh you know they they uh, they arrested him anyways <clears throat> it was a big scene and uh he was released after the fact because once again of course as they had you know, nothing they had nothing, and there's good old Ezra Levant to the rescue. Yeah. So, you know, sick the lawyers on them. So he was released, but then he, luckily for him, he has a security camera at his home, and in the wee hours of the morning, late night, it's pitch black out, and the Australian authorities pay a visit to his home to basically intimidate him. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of veiled threats and lecturing him and stuff. You know, like just getting him out of, and little did they know he had security cameras yeah. on his house, and he was recording audio, and you could hear the conversation. It, it ended up being a big thing, and it, you know the uh, this uh, example of tyranny being filmed, and Alex Jones took a liking to hearing <laughs> about this. So just a few days ago on the Alex Jones show. Who appears on Alex Jones, but Ezra Levant, and, <laughs> nice. the, and the video of Avi Yemeni, his Australian, uh, you know, correspondent, and what happened to him. And Ezra spent a good hour with Alex talking about the fascism going on worldwide, like Canada, Australia, U United Kingdom, and basically red pilling Alex, saying, you know, this is coming to you now. Yeah, you know, America, America's the last bastion of hope because, you know, he said basically Canada's three quarters lost. You know, we're already three quarters of the way there. It's, you know, the only way of stopping it at this point is voting out Trudeau. And even then, you know, the it's still going to take, you know, even our other parties are kind of half bullshit, but yeah, they're like communist light, if you will. So the third incident, uh, the third story that, uh, oh, well, yeah. So Ezra, yeah, the third third story was Ezra appearing on the Alex Jones show, discussing in detail the incidents in Canada, Australia. And, uh, yeah, so busy week for Rebels, Rebel News, busy week for uh, their reporters, yeah. and a lot of exposure on Alex Jones. Uh, Alex now, him and Ezra are buddy-buddy. Uh, yeah. It was Ezra that that got Alex hooked on uh, Tommy Robinson oh, and, yeah. his, and his exploits in the United Kingdom. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more uh, subscribers to Rebel News and a lot more uh, appearances on Alex Jones in the future. Yeah. 
uh, on a different topic, uh, the New York Post. Uh, the New York Post story, New York City commercial real estate sales plummet 54%, lowest on record as thousands, thousands of New Yorkers, middle to upper class New Yorkers, homeowners and taxpayers are fleeing the city yep. and the mess that both uh, Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio have uh, have created in in New York, and uh, you know the, the way they've handled this virus. It's bizarre to me that if you're a mayor of a community and you're shutting down all the businesses and driving out your your tax well to do taxpayers, yeah. the ones that are paying for most of the stuff that. You know, you talk about, I don't think they got to worry about any defunding of the police because there's probably not going to be any money left for the police. Yeah. They just lost millions with all these people. We're, we're in the beginnings of what has been depicted many times in future sci-fi dystopic movies. You know, we're, yeah. we're in the beginnings of that. And the way it's gonna, the way it's gonna start out, the, or the way it has been starting out, and is probably gonna continue for a while, is we're gonna see it, we're gonna see these mass exoduses in places like New York and L.A., we're gonna see the riots and that continuing in places like Portland and a few others where they're getting away with it, and Kenosha, Wisconsin, and, and et cetera, et cetera, but it's not gonna be widespread across the nation. It's not gonna be widespread across the world. It's just going to be these hot spots here and there. And this is going to go on for a while. And, and well, who knows what kind of new world order is going to come out of it. And it seems it seems to me that all the hot spots are these major metropolitan centers. And mostly... That are coast, run by Democrats. And mostly like on the coast, like East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. It seems like the interior of the country, the the Rust Belt, the the farmlands, the blue collar mill towns, those places aren't affected nearly as much. No. But you're seeing you're seeing in these metropolitan centers, like you say, like the New Yorks, the L.A.s, Seattle, Chicago, Portland. yeah, Portland, it, it, they're turning into just complete and utter, you know, shithole dystopian you know yep. future crap hole states <clears throat> yeah i think that's what we're witnessing is the beginning of that dystopian future yeah and uh, i think also you know like you were saying the 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 middle of the country the rust belt the uh, farmlands and everything is probably going to be fine for quite some time several years to come but yeah. it's those coastal cities, particularly the Democrat-run cities, where we're going to see it continue for a while. Well, and, and like the farmlands and the Rust Belt, uh, the blue-collar factory towns, and the, the reason they won't uh, collapse or, or fall into this abyss as quickly as, as these metropolitan centers is because the metropolitan centers are reliant and dependent on them. Yeah. You know, like as long as there's a still a shipping and trucking industry, these goods, you know, like the 
you know, the, the produce and meats from the farms, the, the raw goods like pulp paper, steel yeah. that comes from these. So as long as those communities are still viable that way, you know, the, these metropolitan centers. But, but here's the thing. We're hearing about supply chain issues because of the, oh, yeah. you know, the shutdowns. Yeah. Because you're you're going to start seeing trucking companies refusing to go into some of these cities. Yeah, if you're you know, if you're the owner, if we're of a not trucking, seeing that already, I'm not sure. I know uh, certain places like Chicago and uh, Minneapolis, I believe they they had stated that uh, you know their trucks, uh, these certain companies were stating that in no way, shape, or form are their trucks going to enter those uh, those cities because. They can't afford the insurance rates for the damage these protesters are going to do. Yeah, and and uh, you know the and content. Those, those big trucks are targets for those protesters. You know, and they can they you know the amount they'll lose in the con uh, contents of those containers and those trucks. So yeah, it's not not worth it for them. No. So, so until they get their shit together, you know, and fix this. Yeah, but but you're seeing like uh, you know guys like. Uh, you know, the mass Hollywood exodus, uh, guys like Joe Rogan going to Austin, Texas. Yeah. Uh, Who, by the way, has a really cool new studio now that he's actually showing it. Yeah, you seen the pictures? Yeah. No, I saw a video. I saw the episode with uh, one of the newest episodes with Ron White. Yes, yes. And he just put out one today with uh, 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 Army Ranger and former fighter Tim Kennedy. Okay, and, and he likes Tim Kennedy. Kennedy's a real <clears throat> Kennedy's retired. He just kind of dabbled in the UFC, yeah. but he's still an Army Ranger. And he, he loves after- Ron White because they can get drunk and smoke cigars together, and Ron will smoke pot with him and everything. <laughs> so I think the reason he had Tim Kennedy on today was Kennedy's like a real staunch patriot, all about liberty and being a obviously as an Army Ranger, a Second Amendment guy. Yeah. And, and being, you know, September 11th, you know, that's a, it was a, that was a kind of a date for somebody like that to be on the show. And uh, I haven't seen the episode yet. I just saved it, but it's a good three hour episode. So I'm sure there was a lot of 911 talk and yeah. 9-11 talk, I should say, uh, you know, as well as Second Amendment and freedom issues. Yeah. Uh, but you're seeing like Theo Vaughn. You know, from the King and the Sting and his own uh, this past weekend podcast, uh, he's he's gotten gotten out of Hollywood. He's now uh, in Nashville. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of Rogan sidekicks from uh, the comedy Death Squad. Uh, I, I heard that uh, Andrew Santino, the Whiskey Ginger podcast. He's looking at a couple places, and again, either I hear a lot. It's it's like Texas, Nashville, Arizona, yeah. you know, real freedom kind of freedom loving. Uh, red you know, states or red cities, and live and let live type areas where they can, yeah, and low taxes because yeah. they were getting. They all complain about being taxed to death in California, oh, yeah. and not. And not feeling safe. Well, when you're paying four bucks a gallon for gas in California, and you can get it for a buck and a half a gallon in New Jersey, 
you know there's a lot of taxes on it in California. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and and you're going to see more and more, I think, uh, like the mainstream media has literally lost so much credibility yeah. that, that now the real mainstream media is podcasts. Yeah. It, it's the, you know, the the alter the so-called alternative media yeah. you know like tim, guys like tim pool i was just uh, gonna say tim cast tim cast uh, that luke rudkowski from we are change yeah uh you know kyle kalinsky these type of guys that are that are online yeah. uh, joe actually mentioned kalinsky uh recently in uh one of his podcasts he was uh talking about um, a tweet that he made or something something to do with supporting Trump anyway. People accusing him of being a Trump supporter or something like that. And yeah. uh, he basically says, you know, like, I, I don't support anybody because I'm not educated enough on any of them. I don't follow this stuff. If you want you want somebody to, uh, to follow who knows what they're talking about with this shit, follow Kyle Kalinske. Follow uh, David Pakman. Those guys do this. They live, breathe politics. You know, like don't follow me. I'm an idiot when it comes to this shit. <laughs> yeah, and like Joe Rogan's had had all those guys. And I on would his... say the same thing. I would say follow you, not me, because yeah. I don't I don't delve into this shit as much as you do. You know. Yeah, like with uh, Joe, he's he's had all those guys on his podcast. He's had Tim Pool, David Backman, yeah. Kyle Kalinsky. Uh, Abby Martin. There's another independent journalist. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and they're all and they all come from different uh, you know political spheres. Like uh, you know, like I think uh, Ab Abby's probably more left. Tim Tim Pool, I consider kind of center center yeah. left. Pacman, he's kind of live and let live liberal. Yeah, Kalinsky's kind of left, but not as far left as the Turks. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> progressive, but sanely progressive, I guess. Yeah, you know, so these guys are all all over the sphere, and then like Ben Shapiro, there's another Ben Shapiro. He's heavy conservative, but he comes at it from an honest point of view, and he's another guy that Rogan has had on it. So he he has people of all yeah political. Uh, you know, and and you and I, we've both watched uh, Stephen Crowder, Louder with Crowder. Yeah. You know, he's conservative slash libertarian, and uh, you know, he's he to me, he's the the new mainstream because you know these guys are more real than the so-called mainstream media. Well, yeah. The, main, the mainstream media should just be called bought-off corporate media. Exactly. You know, because that's what they are. Yeah. You know, they, they can't say anything critical of just about anything because it usually goes back to these companies that pay their bills. Yeah. Whether it's, <clears throat> Unless, of course, what they're saying is orange man bad. They can they can yeah. do that. And they're encouraged to, especially, yeah. you know, for, for a few shekels. Eh? Yeah. On that note, uh, how about we play a game of Would You Rather? Would you rather play that game or no? <laughs> this is uh, for first-time viewers, listeners. This is our weekly edition of the <clears throat> Would You Rather game. 
I ask Destry a series of questions, uh, a choice between option A, option B. Uh, neither option is uh, great. There is no right or wrong answer. It's all open to debate. It's just uh, for shits and giggles and just to see where we, uh, you know, where we sit on, uh, on these questions, which way we would, uh, we would go and what we would choose. That being said, uh, Destry, are you ready? Sure. Okay, question number one. Oh, this week's edition, I call it the, the Would You Rather Gun to Your Head edition. Oh. So all these, all these questions are uh, you know, picture if you have a gun to your head, and these are your choices. <laughs> so with that in mind, are you ready? Yeah. Question number one. <coughs> gun to your head, would you rather A be forced to stand outside in below zero cold weather in only your underwear for at least an hour, or B, gun to your head, be forced into a sauna wearing a uh, parka and uh, full snowsuit for the same equivalent amount of time. Hmm. Which would be more agonizing? I think I'd have to go with the sauna. Because being outside in the freezing cold in nothing but your underwear for that amount of time means frostbite in the extremities. Whereas being in the sauna for that amount of time, you might pass out. But yeah. it's not as likely to mar or kill you. Imagine how much water weight you'd lose. Because the other, the other thing too with the cold is hypothermia. Yeah, hypothermia sets in. You're you're just dead. So, but imagine how much water weight you would lose being in the sauna. Yeah, for for you'd lose a few pounds. (laughs) There's a little bit of a benefit to that. So, I would have to agree with you. I I myself would choose B, the sauna, gun to my head. I would uh, prefer being in a parka and a sauna to being in my gitch in freezing weather. So that's question number one. Question number two. Of course, I'd rather be in the parka in the freezing cold than my gitch in the sauna. (laughs) (laughs) If that was one of the choices, but obviously it's not. Yeah, there's no no suffering in that, though. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that being said, question number... Well, that depends on how unfashionable the parka is. Could be some suffering there. Question number two. Would you rather... Hang on. I can't even hear you. Oh, Black Lives Matter coming through. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Question number two. Gun to your head. Would you rather be forced to get a Confederate flag tattoo on your ass or be forced... To get a My Little Pony tattoo on your ass. <laughs> I think I'd go for the Confederate flag. <laughs> it's going to be on my ass anyway. Nobody's going to see it most of the time. Well, you, do, you don't want to be a brony? No, no. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I, I would have to go with the same. I could always say I was a big Leonard Skinner fan, or yeah, Duke, something like Duke's that. The Hazard. <clears throat> yeah, you oh, can always get it touched up later and have something added to it and make it look good, generally or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, put Freebird by it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would have to agree. Uh, but can you imagine though, like either one of us having a My Little Pony <laughs> tattoo on her, you know, bronies. <laughs> yeah. Hard to believe there's actually a group that's into that. To to be clear for our audience, neither one of us knows what the other might have tattooed on their ass because we've never seen each other's ass. No. <laughs> so far, no tattoos on this guy, but uh, it's probably a, probably a good thing because uh, I, I already have one, and it's on my right arm. Yeah. For, for me, like if I got anything, it might be my my kids' names on my on my forearms or their birth dates and like some sort of fancy uh, you know styling. Uh, but as far as you know, the the tribal shit, the flame, yeah, no. skulls, not no, into any of that. No, I don't. It just looks looks shitty to me. Question number three. You sure you don't want a Chinese symbol tattooed on your neck? Come on. Oh, get, get something in Chinese writing. They're and you so think, cool. Everybody's got them. You ever hear the story about the guy? He had this Chinese symbol or writing on his neck, and he thought it meant, like, something Yeah, something there's a hundred cool, stories he, like that. Then he found out it was, like, like a pedophile or, yeah. uh, you know, like, someone, someone was insulting him in Chinese on yeah. his neck. That's why I would never get anything in a foreign language on my. No. No. That be, that being said, uh, question number three. Would you rather, gun to your head edition, <laughs> gun to your head? Would you rather a, be punched extremely hard in the face, or b, kicked extremely hard in the balls? Face, definitely. Face. <laughs> Face. That's that's like a that's like no doubter, no yeah, brain. No brainer. Three for there, three. There is eight. no uh, as far as being punched or kicked, there is no comparable pain to the nuts. <laughs> I mean uh, why I even bothered writing this question down, I I, <laughs> I mean seriously. I, yeah. And I've been punched in the face many, many times, having worked in nightclub security and just being the being the fun, lovable guy that I am, and yeah. having a face, having a face that people want to take a swing at. Yeah, but, uh, but I've also been kicked in the nuts a few times, and I can safely say I would much prefer getting punched in the face. Yeah, but we are three for three. <laughs> I got a couple more here. Uh, this is an extended edition. Ooh. Question number four. Would you rather, gun to your head, be forced to eat a ghost pepper with no liquid relief for at least an hour, or B, be forced to wear a poo-filled diaper for one hour before being allowed to remove it and clean up? Eat a ghost pepper? I think I'd have to go for the diaper. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's uncomfortable, but that's about all it is. 
It's squishy. Yeah. Yeah. Could hose yourself off after. Exactly. But uh, the internal damage. The ghost pepper, ghost... Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, no. you could you could be uh, breathe not only breathing some serious fire, you could have some serious fire coming out of your arse. Yeah. And you could fill a diaper with some nasty stuff. Yeah. Uh, eating ghost peppers so i don't even do well with most hot sauces so you know like taco time hot sauce and sriracha is about as high hot as i go yeah, i'm a hot <laughs> so sauce pepper junkie. no thanks i'm a hot sauce junkie but i don't like it to the point where you know where literally i'm feeling like i'm on an acid trip or something yeah. I'm, I'm losing my mind or anything i like to like to enjoy the flavor you yeah know? exactly whether it's sweet or smoky, at least. Yeah, I, I don't want it where my mouth feels like it's on fire. Well, I uh, I can't believe it. Once again, I agree agree with you. Four for four. Right, now, now we have been ninety nine percent for the beginning of this uh, this series. Many podcasts back. Probably more like 99.9% because I think there was only one that we disagreed on this whole and time. There, and there's even been a couple where I thought of disagreeing and then ended up... And then changed your mind, yeah. My mind and then agreed with <clears throat> you. Okay, well, here's a fifth and final question. Now, just picture... Again, this is the gun to your head edition. So just picture... You're kidnapped, you're locked up in a room, there's a TV, and this TV only has two channels and only two things that you can watch. And your kidnappers, gun to your head, they're telling you that you have to choose to only be able to watch one of these two things. So here we go, question five. Gun to your head, would you rather be forced to only watch Sesame Street all the time or B, be forced to watch only CNN? I think I'd go with CNN. I was starting to lean towards Sesame Street. But Sesame Street has changed so much in my lifetime. It's not the way it was 30, 35 years ago, 40 years ago when I was watching it. And probably... at least with CNN, I know that most of it is bullshit. So I can take it with a grain of salt and might get some information out of it. It might, might be a little informative for me. Yeah, I, I see. <laughs> because I, see I know how they lean, so I know how to kind of taint their their stories to figure out what their what the real story was <laughs> you might be able to filter out the bs and yeah. kind of fi figure out what the middle ground or the truth is exactly well and so at least we'd be getting some information about the world that way now and sesame street sucks these days it does it does <laughs> like if anything there's probably more propaganda and leftist stuff going on in the modern version of Sesame Street, then and you remember the old days when they'd have things like, you know, Menomina, do, do, yeah. do, do, do. or, uh, you know, like, uh, one, 
Yep, 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 yep. Right now, there's there's a few people watching this saying, "What the fuck are they on?" Uh, we're just we're just uh, rehashing good times from our yeah. childhood. Uh, some funny sketches from the old Sesame Street. But uh, honestly, uh, this might be one where I'm gonna have to disagree Ooh. with. You. I literally hate CNN so much. <laughs> I, I truly do. I hate fucking CNN. I hate that fucking CIA fucking uh, plant, Anderson Cooper. I hate that snooty flamer, Don Lemon. I hate that that stupid Guido uh, Cuomo, I, uh, Wolf Blitzer. They you, know, are you, all... might, you might be turning me here. Yeah. Imagine having the 24-7, that's all you can watch is yeah. easy. Where at least I could, I'm already going through hell being kidnapped. And if I'm going to take my mind off the kidnapping, maybe the best way to get past it is to watch some, you know, some childish entertainment. Yeah, I, I think you convinced me. I think I'll have to change my answer to Sesame Street. Yo, know, Big Bird, Kermit the Frog, Oscar the Grouch. <clears throat> yeah. Relive I mean, my there's child. a few of the, their characters that I'm not really a big fan of, but I don't hate them the way you and I both hate a lot of the people on CNN. Hey, remember the count? See, the thing is, the, the other thing, too, with this question that, that uh, comes into play here is that I don't have cable TV. So I don't actually watch CNN. I don't watch Fox. I don't watch MSNBC. I get every now and then I'll see clips of something on somebody's podcast re referencing one of these things, you know. But for the most part, I don't know who works where. Yeah. I, I, you know, you started naming names there, and, and I know the names, but I didn't connect them to CNN, you know, until you said it, because I don't watch it. It's I horrific. Don't watch TV. It's horrific. <laughs> yeah. Like these guys. So yeah, I think I'm gonna have to change my answer and go with you on Sesame Street there. I mean, I could have, I could entertain myself watching like yeah, remember the Count? Yeah. Yeah. One. One. Two. One nipple. Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. Two. <laughs> two nipples. Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. Three. Three. Oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> Yeah. It's not easy being green. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the good old Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Or remember Super Grover? Yeah. Super Grover! <laughs> I mean, come on. That's good old, good old hearty entertainment. Good family entertainment. Yeah. My Very... Kermit wasn't Sesame Street. Kermit was the Muppet Show. But he did also appear uh, uh, frequently on Sesame Street. He did, yeah. You know, and Ernie the and main. That and was hey, like Bert and Ernie and Big Bird and the Count and the Grouch. And, and nowadays, the, Elmo and uh, what's that? Sebastian and Basil and <laughs> that's remember, the Canadian version, anyway. What's your take on uh, on Ernie and Bert? Because you know, in recent years. There's people that suggest that, uh, you know, subliminally that the message there was that they were the first gay 
gay couple and children. Yeah, I don't buy that. You know, like that's to me that's uh, that's people trying to see something into it that isn't really there. Because yeah, that's that's it, adults it, looking at something that kids don't see. Yeah, sec. Once again, kids sec- don't question why two guys are living together. They don't know anything about it. And once again, sexualizing children's content, eh? Exactly. You know, but uh, and then besides that, they had separate, they had separate beds. Yeah. I mean, they were roommates. They were roommates. So. They, they were. Yeah. You know what they were actually, and this is the honest truth. This is what Jim Henson intended them to be. They were the Muppet version of the Odd Couple. Yes. Yes. They were just roommates. The Odd exactly. Couple weren't gay. No. You know, the original Odd Couple. Who was the original Odd Couple? Jack Lemon and uh, uh, was it Tony? Not Tony Curtis. Was it Tony Curtis? Might have been. Yeah, I think I think you might be right there. And you know, like they weren't supposed to be gay. They weren't gay. It, it wasn't bosom buddies. You know, even bosom buddies weren't gay. They were two roommates who dressed up as women to get into a building that only allowed women. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and again, you know, nothing... But that's nothing. the thing. Bert and Ernie were supposed to be the Muppet version of the Odd Couple. Yeah, and uh, and all I, and all I'm saying is, you know, like, you know, this is a children's show, and, <clears throat> you know, once again, we have so many people trying to... Like, did you hear about this, uh, this Netflix... Uh, uh, I don't know if it's a series or a movie, but this new Netflix show called Cuties? Yeah, I've heard of it. Sexual, basically, this sexualized these ten, something like ten, eleven year old girls. That's kind of what I thought it was about. You know that they're it, it got to do with the um, uh, pageants or anything. I don't know if it's pageants so much as dance competitions, and it shows them doing like really suggestive, like twerking and these yeah. kind of adult dances. And there's some creepy scenes that I saw in a preview of it, and it's got a lot of people up in arms to the point that apparently, like, like hundreds, if not uh, you know, thousands of people in protest have canceled their Netflix subscriptions over mm. it. So it's a big deal, apparently. Uh, all I know is that from the few clips I've seen, it looked kind of creepy. Yeah. So uh, it leads me to wonder, you know, once again, like. Why is there this obsession on the left of sexualizing children yeah. and make making that normal? Like, leave them the fuck alone. Like, well, we know the, we we know exactly why they want to make it normal. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know, like Epstein's Island could have legally existed if it was normal. <laughs> yeah, true that. Oh, it's 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 a strange world with strange times we're living in. Yeah. But uh, that being said, uh, we've uh, we've we've knocked out another we knocked another one out of the park. Yeah. We we uh, hammered another, out another episode. Another episode in the can. Another week gone by. Uh, any uh, shout outs or party? I actually thoughts? do have one shout out today. Yep. As we're shooting this, today marks one year since my father passed away. So, shout out to the rest of my family, my sisters, my mom, my uh, dad's second husband. Because it's a tough day for most of us today. So, yeah. that's my shout out today. 
Well, well said, and uh, yeah, uh, rest in peace to your father uh, on this anniversary of his passing. Uh, every week I give a shout out to uh, a certain uh, CEO of, uh, of a major tech company, <clears throat> uh, a tech company that oversees our channel overseas YouTube that would be the CEO of YouTube Susan Wojcicki now in recent weeks I have mocked her just uh, you know incessantly because I hate this woman so much and I hate what she's done to YouTube YouTube a few years ago was a much more free and wide uh, open space for yeah. content for content and content creators but thanks to cancel culture thanks to censorship thanks to political correctness and thanks to the subversiveness of uh, the leftist socialist marxist uh, you know the, the far left we find ourselves you and i have talked about it uh, we have caught them dead to rights week after week you know, uh, you know, Destry will text me and say, oh, the episode's up, uploaded on YouTube. I go and I check and it'll say how many views, you know, and, you know, there's been many, many consecutive weeks where we have found, you know, 150, 200 views. And then 12 hours later, it's oh, like, you know, 12 views, 12 views. And before, and they've been doing it for so long that uh, we just laugh it off and say, well, whatever, we know what the truth is and let them do their fuckery because, uh, you know, they have no control over us anyways. We're not monetized. Yeah. We've put, we put this podcast Sadly. out. Yeah, <laughs> and we put this podcast out on multiple platforms, you know, BitChute, uh, Spotify, iTunes, etc. And, uh, you know, it, I just would like to say to Susan Wojcicki that, uh, you know, you and your agenda and your minions below you, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You could uh, blow this channel up. You could uh, take our videos down. We don't give a flying Frenchman's fuck because you have no hold over us. We have other platforms we can upload this to. And you're not giving us a dime of money, so who gives a shit? So play your little games, mess around with algorithms, shadow banning people, you know, do what you will, but all you're doing is destroying your own platform. Yeah. As multiple content creators leave it and go to greener pastures elsewhere. So my shout-out is to the fucking cunt CEO of Susan Wojcicki. Here's my salute to you, as always, you piece of shit. <laughs> Sit on it and rotate. I don't give a fuck what you do to this channel. And uh, on a lighter note, uh, shout-out to, as always, to uh, one of my loyal chums and uh, fan of the podcast, Mr. Todd Shuchuk. Yeah. Salute to you, sir. Keep fighting the good fight out in the country. 
you know, my uh, my country brother from another mother. We uh, we grew up together, uh, being country bumpkins, taking uh, the bus into town to go to school, yeah. and uh, we spent many a nights uh, drinking in uh, the fine uh, adult establishments and nightclubs of our community. And uh, yeah, shout out to Mr. Shuchuk and hope he's doing well. And uh, shout out to my uh, co-host and producer, Mr. Destry McLean. He is the Ayatollah of rock and rolla, the king of sting, uh, the count, the count of uh, of uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know where I was going, but let's just say, shout out to uh, the host with the most. One Destry, Canadian Info Warrior McLean. Shout out to you, sir. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> and on I that guess, note, uh, uh, yeah, I guess that about wraps it up for another week. To the rest of you fucking sheep out there, keep on being the sheep that you are. Us wolves, we're going to run free and do what we want. So to you sheep out there, all I got to say is bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Obey, comply, do not question. That's the mantra, yeah. right? On that note, uh, to all you free wolves out there, keep on doing what you're doing. And uh, yeah, any parting we'll see thoughts? See you all next week. <laughs>